Welcome back everybody, I'm Simon Severino, your host, and today we explore with the CEO of Growth Head how to grow a consultancy from an idea to a seven figures business. Welcome everybody, Jim Huffman. <laughs> Love Jim, the applause. I'll currently creating. Yeah, so, um, you know, right now we're creating we have like bigger goals to be beyond an agency and actually build like essentially a micro private equity firm. So what does that even mean? It means having a portfolio of companies or brands because we'll get into the agency I have, which is growth head and we're an external growth team. So the point is, hey, if we're such a good growth team, why can't we grow our own brands? And so we're in the early stages of that as far as we have the agency, we're looking to acquire a company, we're looking to stand up some brands with the goal of getting to a portfolio of 10. But but what I want to hit on today is all of this is possible because of the foundation of starting an agency that allows you to kind of break out of the normal nine to five and allow you to hopefully build up some cash reserves so you could, you know, buy, acquire or start your, your own businesses. Wow. And you will walk us through how you started so that people can take notes on how to start a consultancy and go from idea to seven figures. So tell us when, when was your start? How was your start? Yeah, it was, um, around five years ago, I, um, I was working in New York and I was at a few different startups as not a founder, but like an early employee. And as a non-technical person, you quickly get put in the bucket of, of marketing. Right. And so, I was very lucky in that there were some high growth startups. And so I got to kind of accelerate my learning as far as seeing companies go from the idea phase to, to scale phase. And that opened up some doors with some venture capital firms where I'm meeting with other really smart founders that are like, hey, we, we would love to see what you've done with growth. And that started to snowball to where I was like, you know, maybe this should be its own thing because I was working nights and weekends and it'd be nice to have somewhat of a life um, that wasn't just working. So I, I kind of spun off and started this agency um, and yeah, and really focused on, you know, venture back companies that were interested in growth marketing or, or growth hacking. What is growth marketing or growth hacking? Yeah, um, I mean, the way like it was initially conceptualized, you know, when Sean Ellis was thinking of growth hacking, he was in the early days at a company, it's like, oh, we don't need a VP of marketing. That's a little too established. We need someone that's, you know, a little bit focused on the full funnel that's focused on growth. And as marketing has gone from offline to online, you need to have a holistic view of the customer journey and of your marketing funnel or, or your growth loop, whatever fun phrase we want to use. So to dumb it down, it's someone that's looking at the full funnel from acquiring customers, converting them to their retention lifecycle. They're understanding that and they're trying to find repeatable, scalable ways to actually grow. So it's really, you know, you, you have this idea of a T-shaped marketer, someone that can speak to all parts of marketing, but you can probably go deep on a few, but having that, uh, that holistic perspective on marketing and honestly looking at the business from an owner's perspective as well. And tell us 
what is your way of doing growth marketing? How how is your formula? What's working best? Yeah, well, I think what where people tend to mess up is like I've got a killer idea. I've got this amazing business idea. I've you know I've got this marketing tactic, and that's really fun. But then to build it out, it can take a lot of time. It could take weeks or months. And then all of a sudden, four months have gone by and it's like, hey, what's really working here? Have we actually put anything in the wild and gotten feedback? So we want to do the opposite of that. We want to do, we do, you know, an agile approach. We do a sprint process where we look at a quarter as 12 weeks. And those are 12 opportunities to get a shot on goal, to get an experiment out in the wild, to get feedback, to see if one, it moves the needle and gets results or it gets us learnings. So our, our point of differentiation is really the process that we run as far as high testing velocity. And so what are those tests? It could be, you know, you've got a, a great idea, your ads are, are beautiful, but the site isn't converting. So we need to focus on how we activate people on your pricing page, your product detail page, whatever that is. So we're running a lot of design experiments there. It could be email experiments. It could be ad experiments, but the goal is, to build this culture of testing because the truth is if you can run experiments where you're either improving your funnel or you're learning faster than your competitors that process can become your unfair advantage when you're in a competitive space or you're just trying to get to profitability before the money runs out you meet so many cool people i'm curious who do you pick for the strategy award after one word from our sponsors Hey, if you like the tools, go grab them for free at strategysprints.com slash tools. When everybody's zigging, this person is zigging. But from your perspective, they're doing the right thing. You can pick only one. Who do you pick? Yeah, um, I'm going to go with the CEO of ClickMinded, Tommy Griffith, because in this world of, oh, you've got to come up with this huge idea. You've got to do a venture back startup. You've got to, you know, burn the midnight oil and work crazy hours. He does the opposite. He's the guy that's like, actually, let me go into my skill set, which he was head of SEO at Airbnb and PayPal. And what can I do that builds the most amazing lifestyle business for myself that makes insane revenue and profitability? And it's something that doesn't require a lot of hours. So this is a guy that's built a seven-figure business, has like 80% margins, and he's working maybe four, eight hours a month. And he's just kind of, he's really rethought the way you should be approaching this whole, you know, lifestyle design and done it in a really creative way. Four hours per month. Wow. I'd love to meet him. And uh, yeah. tell us books or podcasts that inspire you. Yeah, um, as far as books, I you know I'll kind of get. There's three that come to mind. Um, when I was first starting out, the Four Hour Work Week just kind of opened my mind to different ways of working as opposed to just doing the nine to five. Whenever I started running my business, I was really desperate for frameworks on how the heck do I grow this thing. The book Scaling Up was one that was very influential in how to run a business. And then the final one, um, I really like James Clear and what he did with Atomic Habits as far as doing small things every day that could compound and, and have a, a big impact. And for podcasts, 
Um, I love the My First Million podcast. Nathan Berry's podcast is really good. And as a selfish plug, I launched a podcast if I was starting today that uh, we're, we're still, we're having fun with. Yeah, tell us about your podcast. Why did you start it? What it is about? Yeah, it was 100% selfish reasons. I wanted to talk to really interesting people and it was my way to have an excuse to speak with them. So um, I'm really talking to people that are doing things that I'm inspired by or they're a, f a few steps or multiple steps ahead of me and I'm trying to pick their brain. But the whole thought is, if you were starting today, what would you do? What advice would you give? And so we like to have that mindset of like a, a beginner as we approach everything. What are you excited about looking forward with your business? You, in three years, you are a PE company. How does that future look like? Yeah, I mean, for me, what I'm the most excited about is I think whenever you start a company, you put a lot of pressure on yourself. You're like, how the heck am I going to do this? But then you hire someone and wow, they actually work out and wow, they can do the job even better than you. And that is so rewarding because one, it's fun to work with you know, good people, but also when you can delegate in to people to do something where one, they're better at it than you and they love doing that, that then frees up your time to focus on maybe even more strategic things. So what I'm the most excited about is we've finally been able to build a team of people that, you know, are allowing us to do amazing work and can allow us, myself, my business partner, to focus on these big goals. So for this to work out as you're trying to build this portfolio of companies, it's all about creating a system for finding these potential operators and entrepreneurs that, that could run a business. And so I'm, I'm excited about finding those good people, but it did come on the back of making hiring mistakes and looking at a lot of resumes and talking to people where it just... It didn't work out as well. <laughs> well, hiring is always the toughest part. Uh, <laughs> tell us about some mistakes or learnings and uh, how, you, how you approach hiring right now. Oh, yeah. Um, th there's a book called Who that gives a great framework for hiring that I, I wish I would have read even earlier. But I mean, I mean, some mistakes, you know, it's real easy to fall in love with the resume and brands that are on top of it. And especially if you're in marketing sales, some people can be really good talkers and that's great. But you also you have to do those job simulations and it can be really painful when interviewing with us because we actually have people do work with us. We will even pay them an hourly rate because we really want to simulate like, hey, what's it like to work with this guy or girl? How do they communicate over Slack? What do their deliverables look like? Do they even know how to spell? You know, simple things like that that you might take for granted. And so our process goes a little bit long, but it's because we've learned the hard way. You've got to do those job simulations and actually work with people in a small project just to see what it's like. Because it's so funny. You, you know, you could go three interactions with somebody, then all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, you're hired and here's this fixed amount of money you're going to give them and you just assume it's going to work out so you want to you want to take your time to do it the right way yeah or here is this huge client and it's an a client and please go around with it so i i, um, I had all of these things and then and the big names and then i was like oh okay it's different in a startup you know <laughs> and totally and in it's so easy to like get someone that's really good as like a strategic mind and is more of a coach, 
but they might not be a player and that they can, they might not be able to roll up their sleeves and do the work. And I in not just our agency, but I see startups make that mistake. They get someone that's a brilliant mind, but they don't know how to execute in those early days. You need the guy or girl that can be scrappy and set up the Facebook ad pixel, write the copy and, and do all the, the dirty work. And so I'm curious, how do you simulate uh, and how long do you simulate? Like if it's, if it's a growth role, for example, is it, is it working a couple hours? Is it during the interview process? Is it after the interview process? Yeah, we do a couple projects. Um, one is specifically to see how they present and would interact with a client, but we act as the client. So we give them essentially a set of data. We have them process it, put in a Google slide and actually present it to us. Um, a second thing we do is we give them a, an angry uh, client email and see how they would respond to it. So we're trying to see how they talk, how they think, and how they would react whenever we're doing this simulation. And um, and it's, it's interesting. We make it really open-ended. We're like, use Google Slides, use a spreadsheet, use Photoshop, however you think. If you think in numbers or if you think in colors, use whatever tool you want because um, sometimes we're just blown away by what people will do. Like one person put together a video, um, another person made like a, a really detailed model. And so we, we try not put constraints on it. Cool. And what have you recently changed your mind about? Yeah, I, I think early in my career, if there was a hard problem or if there was a task, my go-to solution was like, I'll just stay up late. I'll just work really hard on this. And that's fine if you're in an employee at a company. And But changing the mindset whenever you're running a business, it that is not the solution. You can't just push everybody aside and be like, I'll do this and burn the midnight oil. Because so many fires can arise, so many problems or growing pains arise that if you do that, you're just gonna you're gonna pass out from exhaustion. So instead of actually taking action, I've tried to do the opposite. By instead of acting, I'll actually start thinking on it. And how can I delegate this to somebody who I where hopefully I can set them up for success, but they can take on this challenge? I mean, obviously there are certain problems and issues that are mine and mine alone, but You'd be surprised when you hire the right people that are smarter than you, they're actually more suited for it. You just have to trust them and set it up. But delegation is is much easier said than done. So I've changed my mind on thinking that throwing hours and hard work at every problem is the answer, where it's it's actually not. That's the worst thing you could do. That's what I'm trying to learn. And uh, how is your team organized? What kind of roles or departments do you have? Yeah, I mean, so at the, at the agency, you know, one thing that we've done is, you know, we've really niched down just to be this this growth marketing agency. And we have essentially, it's very um, top and bottom heavy with no middle where we have people that are very senior that can talk to CEOs and CMOs. So we call them the account managers. They're essentially the growth leads that run those accounts. And they're going to run like three to five accounts and they go really deep on it. And then below that, we have specialists. So these are people that just write copy, just do UI UX, just do web development, just do Facebook ads. So they're sitting on top of more accounts, but they're specializing in those one thing, those one things where we have the, uh, the strategist that can kind of talk to the full 
growth strategy. And then the other thing we've just layered in that has literally been the most life-changing thing for me is project managers, where I was like, I thought it was a little redundant and unnecessary, but then we, we hired one and he changed my life and he was on top of everything. We're prepared for every meetings. We're starting to get ahead on stuff. So I am, I'm very pro project manager um, at this phase of, of my career. But, um, but yeah, that, that's kind of the setup of our, of our agency. Super cool. Do you use strategic partnerships? How do you, how do you set them up? Yeah. Um, as far as partnerships go, we, we have a few that are fairly good for lead generation. You know, we do a lot of content with startup accelerators and like marketing education platforms where we're doing webinars, we're doing workshops and, that's been really good to have that content piece going because it's a good way just to get the brand out there and to get leads to come in. Um, we've also started to work with some technical partners. So there's tools like Just Uno. Um, there's tools like Convert, which are like marketing software tools where we're preferred partners with them. So that can be good for, for lead generation as well. So we're always open to doing that. But I mean, to be honest, as far as partnerships and what drives the most leads, it, it really is putting content out there. We've, we've done some ads and we still do some ads. We do some cold outreach reach a little reluctantly and that's fine. But honestly, the most repeatable, scalable way for getting good leads is doing really good content and just blasting it out there. So, so people, so it can help people. And then when they think of growth marketing, they would come to us. Where, where can people find your content? Where, what's the number one channel people should go? Yeah. I mean, LinkedIn's pretty big for us. Uh, we also push a bunch on Twitter. The we're also big on uh, growthhackers.com has a forum where we're pretty active. And, and so those channels are, are where we're um, putting a lot of our content and obviously the, the podcast as well. Who should not work with you? Yeah, uh, good question. So we really like to play in the camp of um, venture-backed companies that are focusing on consumers. So direct-to-consumer brands, um, we'll do SaaS brands, um, if it can have a, a big consumer reach. Um, we're not necessarily going after big marketplaces like two-sided markets. Um, we're not focused on big established companies where there's a lot of bureaucracy um, internally. And to be honest, some B2B companies that are interested in growth marketing, but have a really big ticket item and are pretty niche are better off going more of a sales approach than a growth marketing approach that, that we would do. Yeah. Send, send them over to us. We do the B2B people. <laughs> exactly. Um, we will. <laughs> and uh, where do you hang out? Where can people find more of you when, when they are the right ones also work with you? Yeah. Um, I mean, as far as finding us, you know, just going to growthhit.com. I'm just Jim at growthhit. Um, so we're, uh, we're over there hanging out. Um, and then, uh, I, I have a personal blog, Jim W. Huffman, where I kind of give updates on our company and, and how it's going there. But yeah, th those are kind of the two places. And I'm also on Twitter as well as Jim W. Huffman. Oh, you are, you're building in public. You're sharing the journey as, as you build. Your yeah. Own? Nice. 
Yeah, we want to do a better job of it, but we've we're really doing that just because honestly, that's how I learn the best. I love seeing people work in public and talking about not just what's going well, but like what they're thinking through and the problems they've had. We've we've done we do like quarterly updates. Um, we did a big one last year because during COVID, we lost half our business in, in two days. And so we were real public about that. Um, so yeah, we, we, we like to kind of show behind the scenes of what we're doing. Oh, so I'm gonna subscribe because I'm trying to do the same. I started in August publishing all the metrics, how much traffic, how much conversions, how much referrals, because I'm like you. That's the best way I can learn if other entrepreneurs share what's not working and what's working. And so that, that's yeah. why I try to open up. And um, uh, yeah. And I guess it's also the most interesting piece of content that one can create because it's real and it's relevant for others. I agree. And I see people like Nathan Barry does this extremely well with ConvertKit. He's very public with their numbers and what they're doing. I'll be honest, I'm imp I just struggle with how much to share, how transparent to be. Like we've shared numbers once before, but as far as doing it on a recurring basis, I, I go back and forth. But as a reader, I do think it's helpful because those details matter to really see the scale and what people are working with. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's a little nerve wracking when you push stuff out there on, on how people might react. Beautiful. Who should be my next guest? Yeah. I mean, I would say Tommy Griffith of click minded is a, a very good thinker, um, that you, uh, you should be talking to. Cool. And, What's the name of your blog again, if people want to go and see how you build in public? Yeah, it's just uh, Jim W. Huffman, just my name, .com. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Jim, for being here, for sharing your journey, your wisdom with us. And please come back soon. Awesome. Thank you, Simon. Avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work. We have 274 templates for your business success. Reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one -on -one sprint coach. We double your revenue in 90 days.